Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Mark Pruden, and you're now tuning in to the Wise Guys Podcast, brought to you by Flowered Concrete. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? It's the man, Kevin Unglad. And this is Mark Pruden. Hey, and we're <laughs> back. We're back, ladies and gents, with the final episode of the Wise we Guys Podcast. Mark, my brother. This is... Uh, episode 79 that's all folks we made it to the end uh 79 but we also had a episode one and a 1.5 so episode 80 brother uh 20 shy of 100 but we, we did it though that's solid brother time flies i mean i can't believe we've done 80 episodes seriously you know people listening all over the world stuff like that i mean it's just a beautiful thing to get this Get this stuff on wax, man. It's been a pleasure doing this with you. Nah, I, I definitely agree, my brother. Um, and uh, for those of you um, here tuning in today, uh, listening from the wax community for the final time, man, uh, you know, we are, uh, it's bittersweet, you know, it's the end. But uh, even though it's the end of the wise guys, it's truly the beginning of us as people, right. as men, um, as businessmen. As creators, as innovators, as entrepreneurs, and everything else you'd like to add in between, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, this was like a seed, you know, along with the, goes along with the analogy that you've been saying for years, you know, a flower that rose, man. Mm-hmm. The seed was planted and now it's time to bloom. So, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. It's all a process and uh, it's amazing that the wise community was a part of that process. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. And, you know, this is going to be a great final episode for you all. Uh, you know, um, I don't. We're not expecting anything over an hour, but you know, somewhere between forty-five to an hour, where we're, you know, me and Mark are re- recapping some of our favorite moments, talking about some of our favorite times on the show, and you know what we pretty much accomplished and did together as a team. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to getting into it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, my brother, before we get started, just want a quick rundown, up and refresher, man. How are you doing? It's been a while since I've seen you. I think the last time I saw you was. Uh, uh, I want to say maybe uh might have been August or October. Well, October for sure. We went out to eat. The last time we sat mm-hmm. down and chat was like August, man. So it's been a good four months, man. How you been? Everything's been great. Just uh, just maintaining, you know, steadily investing and and uh, saving, working, and I just just staying focused, man. Just staying focused, and I think the biggest thing for me lately has been trying to find my purpose and make sure mm-hmm. I'm executing on it. So absolutely, that's a spiritual journey in itself, and absolutely. I'm still on that. So I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. Uh. We spoke about it um, on the episode that you special guested and you featured on with Jimmy and Gene um, a couple of weeks back, but we shot it over the summer. And I, we spoke about it and I said it, but this is the first time as a brother that I get a chance to say this to you on our show that we created and we built together on our platform. Congratulations to you, you know, on everything that you've been doing, but more so specifically on the engagement to your lovely fiance. I never got a chance to Thank say it you on so the much, platform. Brother. You know? Thank you. And everyone here, you know, they know our history, they know what mm-hmm. we've been through, but they haven't heard me say it to you on the platform. And you know, they probably want to get an insider in that. So I'm just right. trying to say it, man. Thank you so much, brother. Definitely uh it was an amazing, amazing uh time in my life just being able to follow through on promises and uh seal the deal. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. And please be sure, you know, shameless plug, I'm you know just to kinda give the people out there some more, you know, background just in case they missed it. You know, they could actually, you know, check out, you know, you and your fiance's page on YouTube and as well as see, you know, how that whole, um, you know, just just the whole lovely experience and the, extra, uh, the, extra, the extravaganza, excuse me, of y'all soon to be union and love how that all unfolded, right? If I'm not mistaken. Definitely appreciate that, brother. Definitely. Uh, we have a YouTube channel called A Couple of Prudence. 
And we've got the engagement video on there, and we we try to put out content every about every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So many different things. We you know we're trying beyond meat sausages. We're you know we're <laughs> I mean all, so many different couple activities. So it's been fun. I know you guys can catch the engagement video on there. Absolutely, yeah. I, I saw the uh, I saw the full video, and I also saw the the, the quick um, Instagram um, clip where you know uh, you guys cooked the the vegan meal. Yeah, and then, you know you kind of you know you sprinkled the seasoning. Right, I thought that was so dope. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank a lot of people you. got a kick out of that. They love that. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, it's all how it's all about entertainment. Right? It really is, man. It's like it's wow. really it really is all about entertainment and. I think um, the reason why I enjoy seeing a couple of prudence is because it allows me as, you know, even though I'm your, 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 your boy, your brother, as a fan, it allows me to see a different side of you that we don't normally mm. get to see when we look at you through the lens of investing or the lens of, you know, just being an entrepreneur in that sense. Right. So we get a chance to just see like, you know, just the cash side of Mark, which I think is pretty fun. Right. And it's crazy you bring that up because um, I think sometimes the personality that you put out on Instagram or social media sometimes makes people forget that you're human. Right. right? So, it's you know, true. we're, you know, people may think we're like robots or something, but yeah, we, we do all different types of things. I mean, you know, especially you with the, the album that you put out. Oh man, I appreciate you. I yeah. mean, you know, I'm singing that in the crib, you know. Oh, I, I appreciate you. Bro. Hey, I, I could do something right now. But, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take it easy, man. You guys check out the album. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate you so much on that. And yeah, man, like I'm saying, like, I, I just think it's really dope. And, um, you know, like I like like I said, even though we'll we'll always be brothers, we'll always be, be boys. Even though the wise guys won't exist in terms of us doing this show um, weekly anymore, I think you know it'll be, still be dope and it'll be um, a kicker for people to still follow us in our own journeys and what we're doing separately because the content is not stopping. We're still putting right. out content. We're just not doing this anymore because this kind of uprooted and started us to where we need to be. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? So I truly love it. And yeah, like I said, please be sure to. Lock in and tune in because um, what uh, Mark is doing is amazing, and you know, you know, even just with a couple of prudence, it's just lovely to see you and your fiance go back and forth, man. In terms of just like sharing y'all experiences, man, it's it's a beautiful thing. I, I we need to see more of that uh, representation as Black people and people mm-hmm. of color within the media today, and positive images too. It's super right. important. Okay, you get what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah, bro. I think it's very very important, and um, I think even some of our fans who who have even seen a a sliver of that. They're like, they get a chance to see you and they get this chance to see you live what you preach in a sense. Mm, you see what okay. I'm saying? They're like, yeah. oh wow, now I'm actually getting to see, getting a chance to see this side of you. Right. You know? So Absolutely. I, think I totally agree dope. with that. Definitely. Definitely. So please be sure to follow that page. Um, please be sure to follow, you know, uh, you know, Mark's movements and things of that nature. Um, <clears throat> before we actually get into the Dells of the show. I guess we could do this last final shameless plug too, in a way, if you're okay with it, you know, because I know you start, you're still working on it and it's uh, down the pipeline, but I, I don't know if this will be okay for you to kind of delve into more, but you know, if you could just even give like a sliver of details, but you're working on your own podcast, aren't you? Definitely uh, called the Prudent Podcast, just really trying to take all of my skills and ideologies and just put it onto a podcast, onto a YouTube channel. And just continue to share because, mm-hmm. you know, guys like us, we come up with ideas all the time. We come mm-hmm. up with new ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think, why not share? Very Put true. Put it out there. Very, very true. Very, very true. Oh, man. I can't wait for the first episode. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Definitely. It's all a work in progress. So I'm enjoying the process. As you should. That's what it's all Slow about. Slow and steady. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, Mark, uh, there's a lot of business to cover today, man. Uh, we're... Uh, this is like a compilation episode. We're reviewing and uh, we're uh, reflecting on all the top moments of the Wise Guys. 
Mm, I love that. It's, it's been a lot of moments. It's been a lot, a lot of moments. Eighty. Man. I mean, I eighty mean, episodes. Eighty episodes. I'm assuming fifty guests at least. Yeah, just about that. So there's definitely a good, good amount of moments. I know I've compiled a few. I know you have. So mm-hmm. uh, ready to, you know, kind of go back into the past, tune in with the people, and just kind of just like talk about a few of these moments. If that, if that's cool with you. Oh yeah, let's do it, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, guys. So uh, let's see here. There's a lot of different things. Uh, Mark and I can touch on um but uh let's play this first clip for the people right and uh you know let's kind of talk about it like where we were at that state of time and just kind of just you know take it one by one from there sounds good sounds great all right guys let's see what we got first it's all very quickly right but you know that's that's not reality you Mm -hmm. know because there's no guarantee that you get any job yeah there's there's plenty of of students working jobs that don't even require a degree but they have you know, a substantial amount of, of secondary education. Yeah. So it's, we just have to really study the majors that we choose before we go into debt for them. For like, sure. you know, not just, not just, you know, as a kid, I, I remember looking for majors online and the only thing I would really look at is what is the salary? Mm. And that's, that's absurd. Why yeah, are you just looking at the salary? You're not looking at the job work. Right. You're not looking at the, you're not looking at the job market. So, right. Essentially, you know, just looking at salary does nothing for you. You have yeah. to really dig deep into the into the into the career itself. Right. Because the the, the job can pay five hundred thousand dollars, but if there's no jobs available, you're getting zero. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just something that um we have to research and really dig deep before we we make such a large investment mm-hmm. into our education. You have to know that you're going to get a return on that investment. Yeah. Because what is the true return on investment on a college degree? For sure, mm. we don't we don't know. Education mm. is that the return? Because right. the return is not monetary. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, it's tough, man. Because if we say yeah, if we say yeah, the the college degree is valuable, then we have to say valuable compared to what? Right. Because it's like oh, but if I get my bachelor's, I could make seventy grand as a as an accountant. Well, I can be. I can get a, a plumber's license and make seventy grand. So what are you comparing it to? Yeah, you know what I mean? Are, yeah. Like, where's the true value? You know, just tell me you wanna you wanna enjoy the experience and, and grow as a person, but don't tell me that the degree is valuable itself. You know what I mean? Like right. there's different aspects of value with the degree. I understand that you know personal growth, development, you know, just growing as an adult and a professional. But the degree, not every degree has the value that they say. Yeah, man, that was uh, Mark on episode two, Young and Broke. What'd you think about that? It was that was interesting, man. It's that, it's a beautiful thing being able to look back into the time capsule and see what you thought at that time. But I think it still stands. I think you know the way our youth look for college majors is, I believe, it's flawed. Mm-hmm. I think they're not really researching. They're thinking about the idea of being something and not understanding the market that they're entering. Right. So, yeah, I, I still think that, you know, we've got to definitely research the market and not just look at the salary, but look at the job growth. Mm-hmm. Look at the technological advances in that field and how that can possibly put you out of a job. So I, I definitely think that um, I definitely think that we should continue to be a lot more vigilant when it comes to how we research uh, for, for college degrees. I think some degrees are valuable, but some degrees are, you know, criminal as in, you know, they're, they're stealing from us. Right. You know, we're not getting anything. So, <laughs> no, um, yeah, yeah, man. What, what are your thoughts on that one? Um, nah, man, I thought that was really dope. And you know, for me, the reason why I thought it was a really good insight is because I think 
with that one, you were able to depict um, a thought process that a lot of people don't evoke when thinking about going into debt. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of uh, young students or young kids, essentially, um, they know that they have to pay it back, but they don't understand the true intricacies of how that works. Yeah. And I think, you know, even when I got a student loan for my master's degree, I'm like, okay, I, I got to pay it back. And I read all this crap about like, you know, um, you know, the interest and all this other stuff and yada, yada, yada. But I think I'm just going to be able to make 45K in a year, take 20 of that out the straight out the bank and just pay yeah. it back and I'll be all right. Like we have no concept of how money works in that sense. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? That I'm going to even be making payments on it every month or whatever, whatnot. I'm not thinking about that. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to make 80K in, 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 in a year. All right, I'll just take 20K out. Here you guys go, cut the check. Like, right. I think, and I think they know that. I think they know we don't understand the principle of how money works in that sense mm -hmm. and how you go about paying it and that you're essentially uh, boxing yourself into a continuum, especially if you are someone uh, um, that is uh, financially um, in need. You're 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 going to be basically you know scavenging just to pay that off. It's true. It's true. It can, it's definitely a trap at some point, if not planned right. Yeah. It's it's a good tool, mm -hmm. but if it's not used correctly, it can definitely be dangerous. Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely, I agree. Um, oh, great moment. I really yeah. enjoyed that one. That was good. Uh, okay, cool. So let's see what we have next that man i was just like i don't like this you know um i'm with you what do you think i mean he was he was trying to be the best leader he could be right i mean right i, mean, I think a leader should always admit his mistakes but when your family is looking to you for all of the answers mm. you don't you don't want to show that you don't have all of the answers right you want to just keep pushing forward yeah because you know like you said he I don't know. If, actually, you said he came from Haiti, right? He wasn't born in America. He wasn't born in America. He was born in Haiti. Both of my parents, yeah. Right. So he's in a foreign land, and he's trying to form a family unit that can be successful in this new country. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be any funny games. You yeah. know what I mean? He's trying to build something. You know, why am I going to sit here and, and, and joke around? I love you. Let's play around and run in circles, only hands. Listen, man. The time is now. You need to make something of yourself. I dragged myself over here to build something for you. Mm -hmm. You're not going to make my trip. You're not going to, you know, all of my work isn't going to be in vain. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You better right. make something of yourself. Absolutely. You left his whole family. You, he you did. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. If I leave all my family for opportunity, you're not going to fuck this up. For sure. <laughs> that is very true you know indeed. Mean? It's just how it is. I respect it. I know there's detrimental effects, though, mm -hmm. that you felt, but... He was just a man trying to build something without the instructions. And you know how ah, frustrating that can be. Absolutely. You're right. Man, that's good. That's good. I agree with that. What are your perspectives? Uh, well, what is your perspective? Um, and what was your experience like in terms of uh, being raised by an American dad? How did your dad differ from my dad in terms of those experiences? Yeah, my dad, he's, he was always an easygoing guy, but he, he focused on knowledge, mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Pour, pouring knowledge into me, the most irrelevant stuff, like things that, you know, it's just like, what's the point of knowing that? It's just, I got so much stuff thrown at me, you know, at all times, you know, just to come out, come home from work, open an encyclopedia and, and just start reading, reading to me, you know, and, and I didn't understand why at first, but 
but now it, those those random facts they matter. You know? Right. It's like I feel like I got the guidance without the harsh discipline. Gotcha. The discipline came from my mother. Ah, isn't that interesting how the discipline always comes from at least one parent, whether it is the mother or the father, but someone always has to play good cop and someone always has to play bad cop. It's true. Definitely. I think there has to be balance because if not, that's just a hellhole. Yeah. Yeah. That's just really, that's harsh. I mean, yeah, someone's got to feel bad while I'm getting a beating. Yeah, 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 yeah make a child want to run away or something for sure for sure and for all of our listeners out there man so we just heard another audio clip in terms of uh me talking about you know my dad coming to haiti trying to make a way for himself and then you telling me what he had to do to ensure that you know we succeeded um that's a lot man brother yeah i mean it's crazy to listen to these episodes i forget some of the things we we spoke about and how powerful they were but yeah you know we talk a lot about toxic masculinity but Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be used as a survival method. And I know mm. people will say, how could you say that? You know, we deserve to cry. Deserve <laughs> yeah, to... no, it's true. But if you're the cornerstone of your family, sometimes you have to take the short end of the stick and hold it down for the family. Sure, that's, true. that's not the easiest life or the most glamorous life, but someone's got to do it. It's true. It's true. And I, you also said this on the podcast. It was a great tidbit, but I couldn't take it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something along the lines of like, you know, if I'm going into battle and, you know, I'm, you know, and, and, and I'm the captain and then, um, and then my, you know, my soldiers are depending on me and I'm crying. I'm not going out there. <laughs> that was so good, man. When you said that, I was dying laughing when I was revisiting so this true, episode. But it's true. It's crazy. I mean, even with America, could you imagine if there was like a threat of like some form of attack on the country and Biden's crying on the same? <laughs> People would be panicking and losing their minds. Man, <laughs> the country would be done. Right. And you know, we just, you know, they call it toxic masculinity. And I think there are a lot of things that we shouldn't do. But when you're the leader, sometimes you have to sacrifice. Right, 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 right. right. So, you know, I know this is the era where everyone says, no, you don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You still have to do it. Right, very true. Yeah. Very In very moderation, true. you know, of course, you want to balance your emotions, get a therapist, but as a leader, there are sacrifices. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. Um, yeah, man, I definitely agree. This was a great moment. And, uh, you know, uh, it allowed me, you know, because we called this show therapy, you know, while yeah. we were doing it. And yeah. it allowed me to work through some of the things with my father that I thought that he was just doing just to, uh, you know, um, just to be a burden on me and just to chastise me. But I didn't realize that, you know, like you said on the show verbatim, you said that he did the best he could. You know, right. he didn't, he, he wasn't given a blueprint on how to be a dad and how to raise me, you know, and he did the best he could that he possibly could do for you in a new land where he didn't know anyone or anything. And he just tried to go off by the best that he could for his family. You know, they were looking to him for all the answers and, right. you know, he had to make it seem as if he had them, whether he had them or not. And that's life. That's how we move in this society today, especially within the black family, the dynamic of the black family. Yeah. And he did a great job. Oh man. I appreciate you, brother. Thank I mean, you. It's like. You get a box of Legos. We all know those Legos. (laughs) And they say, build the car, right? Mm -hmm. And there's no instructions in the box. Mm -hmm. You're going to build something. It may not look like the car on the box, Mm -hmm. but you're doing the best you can. Right. So I feel like without the instructions, we're doing the best we can, Mm -hmm. you know, especially coming from Haiti to America. Mm -hmm. And if what you built turns out to be something, Mm -hmm. you were successful. Absolutely. It may not look exactly what that box looks like. Maybe 
you know, you're not a surgeon. Right. But <laughs> look at you, man. Now you're right, brother. You're absolutely so, right. Man, you know, he he's he's more than happy. Oh, you know? <laughs> my brother, I'm humbled. Thank you so it's, much. It's amazing. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so, you know, let's play this other, this next clip from, from the show. And then after that, you know, I want to hear some of your thoughts in terms of what were your, some of your top episodes, if that's okay. Definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cool, for cool, sure. cool. Sounds good. So let's get into this next joint. Yeah, for real. I, what, Chris don't know what to do with credit cards and finances and all that. You don't think that should be taught? Uh, well, it should be taught, but it will not be because that will be detrimental to the economy. I mean... Oh, we, we have this, okay. Yeah, we, we have it, this thinking. It, hmm, we have this thinking where, yeah. where the school is and the government is there to help and teach us for us to be great and to be rich. They have no vested interest in us being rich. They have a vested interest in us being customers. So <laughs> why why should I teach these kids about credit when they can grow up, treat their credit terribly, overspend, buy things they don't need? and further this economy you know what i mean like that yeah. school school was implemented you know to create employees or essentially slaves you know you're, you're creating a bunch of people to work for you that's why we have a lot of these schools that are sponsored by great entrepreneurs like you have you have colleges sponsored by you know i i, I don't really have a good amount of names but they they donated to these schools and they created these colleges so that they can have a pool of employees. Mm. Now we we've got the notion that a job is good and there's nothing wrong with a job, but to work for someone for forty years, be a boss. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying to to work for someone. For Everybody 40 can't years, be bosses, a, man. Everybody can't be. There's, there's only one seat at the head of the table. It's not a hundred, you know. Everybody that's, is built to be employed. Some people are living built to be employees. And no, what's wrong? There's a person out there who cleans floors every day, and is a happy person. They not right. Money isn't everything. Money isn't everything. Yeah, yep. exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. And yeah. So with that being said, so what? So what? Yeah. G gentlemen, gentlemen. So what? Space, so what? To say so what to wealth building, that's that's a bit, you know, that's not right. That's kind of selfish. I mean, you want to have something to pass down to your kids and their kids and their kids. To say, so what, I don't care about wealth. I don't care about building anything. I'm just going to do what I do to feed myself. That's, that's like a selfish mentality because we got to look out for the next generation. Don't you, don't you agree? Of course. I agree. With, but, but that can still happen. How? That can, you can you not. <laughs> Uh, an employee and still have money. Absolutely. Is that possible? Yeah, no, you make it sound like a, as, 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 oh, as, man, you as, guys are too much. You know, having a boss is 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 the end of the world. All Yeah, 
Hey, hey, hey. Alright, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. explain that yes you can build wealth he said the janitor made a million dollars how did he do it he had to invest money (laughs) i'm not saying anything's wrong with the job my point was if you're working you should be investing to build your wealth so that you're not depending on the job you also have another bag growing on the side but you know some things get lost in translation but yeah Definitely, man. Nothing wrong with having a job. I have a job. Right, I do but, too. But um, it's it's about investing money so that you're not dependent on that job right. until you're 67. Right, right, right. But right. yeah, I mean, sometimes things get lost in translation. That's perfectly yeah. understandable. But yeah, I love you, brother Jonathan. I mean, he's, yeah. he's got an eccentric personality. <laughs> yeah, man. man. You got to love the brother. Definitely. But, um, but definitely, man, um, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Nothing nah, wrong with a job. For sure. Shout out to my, my brother Jonathan, man. I uh, went to Brooklyn College with him. He's originally from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, fellow Haitian brother, IAT, what's up? And uh, he's living down in uh, PG County, Maryland, with his wife and his two beautiful kids, man. Beautiful, beautiful. Excellent dude. And and I think he's a, um, a guidance counselor uh, um, for like uh, the district for one of the high schools, whatever, whatnot. So nice. nah, great, great, great dude. Um, uh, you know, tried to get him back on the show for season four, and I did. But for some reason, IGTV didn't save that file, so I lost mm-hmm. it. That one was... Another funny, like, he's just a naturally funny guy. Yes, he's he just is. a funny dude, man. Um, and I love you, brother Jonathan. And um, yeah, man. And there was also a point too in the beginning of that episode when you were like, uh, "So you know, uh, we have a uh, you know robots doing surgery." He's like, "Robots?" He's yeah. like, "Mark, I don't believe you, man. I don't believe you." That, that, I think that was my favorite moment. You know, he didn't believe that mm-hmm. the robots would be advanced enough to take his job. As and a teacher, I, right? and, I, and I understand that. <laughs> right, I understand right, right, that. Right, right, you right. know, from that perspective, you're going to say, how is it possible? It's nothing better than a human. Mm-hmm. But whoever is familiar with the metaverse and, you know, this virtual reality, I mean, look at it like this. The pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. We are, All the kids were learning through Zoom. Very true. Are we saying that that Zoom couldn't have been taught by artificial intelligence? Yeah. Or, or by a pre-recorded or an interactive... Uh, you know, artificial intelligence software. Right. I mean, we all we all type on Gmail, right? That's true. I've been using Gmail for like five <clears throat> years. Now, when I start to type my emails from Gmail, it finishes my sentence. Yes, very it, true. It's learned my, my speaking pattern. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it's uploaded my consciousness mm-hmm. or my way of speaking into their system. Your avatar, are, your AI. Are we saying they yep. can't develop... A software that could now have Mark Pruden teaching when I'm not even there. It's very true. They've got all my speaking. You're right. They've got all my words. So You're absolutely right. They will take the job. It's true. It's they true. will be the teachers. <laughs> yeah. And jobs will be gone. I mean, we're even talking about fast food. They have an, a robot arm now that drops the fries and picks them up when they're ready right. and, and salts them. 
Come on now. <laughs> right. That was that was you ten years ago at Wendy's. Yes. Right, right, right. Now it's a robot. I'm telling you, in ten years there's gonna be nobody working at fast food. You go into the fast food restaurants now, there's a kiosk. There's not even a cashier That's anymore. That's very true. Tap the screen. There's no employee yeah, at the front. Yeah. Jonathan, brother, I know you see it. <laughs> I know you went to McDonald's. You tapped the screen. I hope you thought of me, brother. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to slowly happen. Oh, yeah. Without they, a doubt. They, I mean, it's going to be insane. It's e- coming. Every job is at risk. It's coming, yeah. It's here. Yeah. It's here, essentially. I mean, childcare, tricky. Right. But even then, yeah, they can create a human-like robot, artificial intelligence, so that it can teach your baby exactly what, what you want it to learn. It's true. Have the AI start, you know, teaching it Chinese if you wanted it's to learn a different language. So, I mean, it's going to be endless. I go to Stop and Shop, and there's robots stocking the shelves. Oh, no way. I've never seen Yeah, that. there's robots stocking the shelves at Stop and Shop in CT in Connecticut. Whoa. Yep. And they're only getting more advanced. Like, I guess now they haven't gotten to the point where they're, like, fully... Not sophisticated, but uh, fully um, complex, I would say, or more extensive to the point where they're like mopping. But they're like stocking shelves and they're like clean up in aisle seven, aisle seven, aisle seven, A, B, clean up. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. It's happening faster than I thought. Later. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to milk it slowly. They're going to have to do this very slowly. They can't do it overnight because they can't put us all out of work overnight. Right. But they're going to slowly place robots. They're going to say, oh, no, this robot's just assisting you. It's true. It's just assisting you. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to say, as my brother Ian Dunlap says on his podcast, they're going to tell us, hey, we paid you guys unemployment. A whole bunch of people didn't want to work anymore. You go into the news. What are they saying on the news? Job, you know, people don't want to work. work. Jobs right. need people. Very true. You know what they're going to say next? We had to replace them with robots because they didn't want to work. That's very true. That is very true. And so, I yeah, one, uh, one, uh, what do you call that? Slide, I guess you would say. One slide mm-hmm. or one post said, um, as of the past few months, 10 million men are out of work in America right now. And on the cover of that slide or that post was this black guy. And then he reshared it and put it in the story. It was like, what are you talking about? I'm at work right now. <laughs> right. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, we even see things on the news. Mass resignation. Did <laughs> yeah. you see that? I did see I that. I don't know anybody that's resigned. Right. Sounds like some bullshit. Yeah. Mass resignation. I don't know anyone that said, I'm resigning from my job and never working again. <laughs> right. Without, you know, coming into some type of windfall. Right. I think that's made up. Not yet. I think you have a point. Man. And then they're going to say, guys, we had to replace robots. These people don't want to work. Yeah, we had no other um, choice. And it's gonna, it's not gonna be true. No, very true, very very. And true. then they can give you universal, universal basic income, which is a, you know, everyone gets a, a check just mm-hmm. for being yeah. a human yeah. because there's no jobs. No, I get it. We've seen it during coronavirus. They gave everybody a check. It was the same thing. Yeah. And that's what they're gonna do going forward. I think. I mean, we've all heard of universal basic income. Mm-hmm. So, man, beautiful, right. beautiful episode, man. Uh. That, it was always great, you know, going back and forth with yeah, that brother, you know, sure. just exchanging ideas. So, man, that was a good one. Absolutely. Um, now, let's move on to you, my brother. What are some of your top favorite episodes of The Wise Guys, uh, you know, over the course of the past two years or, you know, the ones that kind of stand out to you the most? Definitely. <clears throat> I think it has to, well, one of them has to be the episode with Mandy Velez. Oh, cool. Know, All right. The the journey on how she paid off the student debt. Yes. That was a rawest episode. 
beautiful, beautiful journey. Just the way she grinded. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in New York City. You know, she she walked dogs. She did so many different odd jobs just trying to raise these funds to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. I think that was groundbreaking because not many people are willing to say, I'm going to do anything I can to get this thing to zero. Yeah. And I just, you know, I just think it was a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. And it also shows, you know, the student loan debt issue. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. why, you know, why does a student have to do things that are outside of her job description to pay off the debt that right. was, uh, you know, used to get the degree? It's crazy in this Very world true. right now. Yep. Very true. No, that was a, a pretty good one. And um, it was dope because, you know, I just let her talk. Yeah, you know, I just let her talk. I let her be herself. I had just had a couple of questions prepared for her, yep. and I was like, "Mandy, just um, be <clears throat> transparent with me. Take it away, because people really need to learn and essentially uh, come to realize how you did this, so that way they can start getting ideas. And even though your story is not their story, because you know, and I think you said this on on one of the previous Young and Broke episodes where you were like, "Well, her story or her journey is not that that person's journey." You know, what is that person making out of college? What kind of job are they working? Are they a doctor? Are they a dentist? You know, do they have the means to financially to, to, to pay off that more quicker at, and at a more accelerated rate? So I just thought that was pretty interesting, but not nah, a dope episode for sure. For sure. Um, what else comes to mind in terms of like your top favorites or what stands out to you? I think the uh, the episode where we talked about modern women in society with uh, Anais, Teresa, Teresa Amanda, Amanda, and Taishan. Yes. That was enlightening. And, you know, you brought up so many points in that episode just based on your new way of thinking. And actually, this is the new way of thinking. This is thinking that you are already, you know, pondering on and looking at. Right. And that it was just amazing to hear that new perspective mm-hmm. of how, you, you know, how modern women are in the society and how modern men are in the society. Right. Are we compatible? Are Very we not true. compatible? Are good. there, uh, you know, issues that are causing us to be incompatible? So you yeah. highlighted so many amazing amazing points there and i think that was great and you know it enlightened me and it you know got me looking and researching a bit more and that was this season that was that was this season. that was that was season four wow yeah that was this season because that was over the summer we shot it and you hopped on definitely i mean you know it goes in in line with a lot of the uh the teachings of uh kevin samuels the way he speaks about high value men and Mm -hmm. and women a lot of people disagree with kevin you Mm -hmm. know kevin samuels and i understand why Definitely understand why the approach some people say is a bit harsh. Definitely harsh, but mm-hmm. you know, you can always learn something from from everyone. Very you true. Know, if Very you true. don't like everything, I'm sure you could pick certain things from certain people and grow from it. Very true. So everyone's not 100 percent right, but if they're 10 percent right, I'll take their 10 percent. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely love that episode. It was eye opening for me, and I think they they enjoyed it as well. The guests enjoyed it. As Absolutely. Well. And new perspective. No, it was a great new perspective. And they're always great when they're on the show, I think. Um, yeah. Every time we've... And actually, I'm going to play the very first episode or, or a clip from the very first episode that they were on where we were talking about uh, the WNBA and things of that nature. Stuff oh, like that. right, right. Like, that was a really good one. But no, but I think they were on the show with us like two or three times. Every time they were on the show, they were outstanding. It was oh, always yeah. good to just... Because, you know, quite often, it's usually you and me or you, me, and... Guys like you know Gene or Jimmy or mm-hmm. or, or or Jonathan or even uh, Jerome on that you know it, it can kind of become a guy fest. So when we right, were, every right. time we were able to have them on, it always like leveled us out, you know, humbled us and balanced us out. Exactly, and you know it was four guests, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that was very great strategic by you because you want it to be fair. You don't right. want it to be you know Kev, Mark, and and one young lady. We want right. to have multiple opinions. Right. So we're not. It's not like hey, we just picked someone that aligns with our views. Right. We have. 
four individuals that have right. four different opinions. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think their, their opinions were, were so profound and, and great for the audience to see, mm-hmm. you know, different, four different women, four different perspectives, and we can learn from each of them. Yeah. Yeah. So gold, gold for sure. Absolutely. And uh, I'm wondering, uh, what, what is the third and uh, final episode uh, that came across your mind or that really stood out to you, um, you know, during the course of this two year show run that you really enjoyed as well? Uh, probably had to be the uh with Jermaine Meadows is is student is 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 the college degree worth it? Oh man, that was a great one. Yeah, that that's was a great a one. I, actually, that's one of mine too. And I have that clipper audio that I'm going to play. Mm, um, so okay. so we'll, we'll we'll get into that one later if you don't mind because yeah, I sure. definitely want you to kind of expound upon that definitely. a little bit. Um, and that would probably like be the last like college thing we talk about because man, we, I didn't even really notice it. We talked about college on the first season a lot. Yeah, like at least sit, like I want to say. Let me see. We had 25 episodes on the first season. Uh, let's say seven or eight episodes talked about college. So like a third of the season, we were right. like college focused, which is crazy. Definitely, brother. Uh, yeah. One other episode would have to be the first episode. Hmm. Why so? Because it was the the door opening to these new skills. Mm. You know, growing with you. I like that perspective. You know, yeah. bringing all of these ideas together and. Um, just having a, a, an outlet to exercise your thoughts and ideas. Because all too often right now, you know, young brothers don't really have an outlet. Sure, we can jump on Facebook and, you know, talk some, you know, bring up some ideas. Or we can go on Instagram and speak our mind. But to be able to record the conversations that we have every time we meet up anywhere, we have great conversations. Always. And just to be able to get it, you know, recorded and, and put on wax, I think... You know, that was a catalyst that really kept us going and kept mm-hmm. our eyes on the prize. Very true. Especially in times of adversity. Very so, true. Agreed. I definitely think that was the, the best episode because it was a start mm-hmm. to something new. I and it, it was um, uh, just a support system and the growth system of two brothers that are growing in America and just trying to make it and making it. So Right, right. And, and I love it because um, uh, we were really raw. You could tell that we weren't you know, we were still figuring our voice out for the show, yeah. which is one, which I thought was pretty cool, um, you know, trying to learn. So we weren't, like, confident as of yet. Right. And two, man, I mean, uh, you know, I know Mark, you know, was like, hey, I'm not feeling this, man. The sound is terrible. It's atrocious. <laughs> and was he right? He was absolutely 100% right. But, man, I was just like, Mark, just trust me. Let's just do this and let's just put it out. And now we have 80 episodes worth of content. I feel like if I would have listened to him, we would have just stopped at seven. I would have just gave up on it. I was like, ah, well, I don't think I yeah. want to do this anymore. But, it's true. you know, we just, I just wanted to push through. And, um, you know, uh, I'm just grateful that, you know, he was like, that he actually stuck around for another 65 <laughs> episodes and just kind of tagged along with me. Um, then, you know, eventually I got the mics and stuff like that. But, right, right. man, the sound quality was terrible, man. We came a long way. Definitely. We I came mean, a long, long way, seriously, even in that regard. I mean, just looking at the project altogether. And how you curated each episode with the questions and and uh, topics. I mean, you did an amazing job. I appreciate this entire, that. This entire, uh, this, the collective uh, work. I mean, it's just like, just constantly creating content to entertain the people and also entertain us. Because we're, we're going back and forth in conversation. Right. I think that was amazing. I didn't realize that it took that much time out of my life. I was, man, like, I... I was reading articles, I was writing questions, and I was posting, I was doing a whole bunch of stuff, and I was like, to the, I enjoyed it, don't get me wrong, but it got to a point where it became really taxing. It's like, dang, mm. like this is taking 
a majority part of my, like my day or my right. life. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like there was so much that went into it. And again, I enjoyed it. But I was like, man, like if you really do this full time as a career, like this is what goes into it. You exactly. see what I'm saying? And uh, again, like I said, I enjoyed it. But overall, the goal moving forward, you know, in the process of continuing the Wise Guys as a production company and all this other stuff is to do the same thing, mm -hmm. but have other people do that labor now. Right. While I'm kind of right. just like, you know, uh, uh, just stringing along and, and just kind of just like pulling the strings behind the scenes. Right. You know? But at least that I've done it, I have an appreciation for it. So I know when I have people working for me, I know who's really working and who's really not. And who's right. bullshitting me, you know? Exactly. That labor. But, but you have to love the labor. And every single great boss, any single great boss that, whether it's Jeff Bezos or, you know, whether it's Bill Gates, they all were on the floor with their idea at some point. Right. Working and trying to figure it out. So I that I have a lot of admiration and respect for people who are actually hands on with their ideas. Definitely. You know? For sure. Um, but yeah, man, uh we have a couple more um we have a couple more tidbits to get into, like about three more, because I, you know, I don't want to hold this too long. Uh, Sunday and you know whatever, whatnot. So if it's okay with you, I would like to play those other three, and then you know uh, just kind of you know go from there and kind of just like give our final word. Sounds great. All right, man. So uh, let's see what we got next. Cool. Us to fail, right? And it's gotten to the point where even if the government, even if the institution don't like intentionally try to do things. They've done so much that now is engraved in our minds, in our Absolutely. lifestyle, in our mentalities, right? And and the way to get out of it, like when we were talking about the person that had an idea and wanted to start a business, I think a lot of times we, we want to skip, like for us, like I said, like you want to skip steps, right? Oh, I have an idea, let me go to the bank and let me get a loan. If you can manage your finances, you are not going to be able to do well with a business. And that's just, like, that's not even a race thing. That's just business talk, right? Mm -hmm. If you cannot Absolutely. manage your, your little $50,000 a year, you cannot, everybody in this country, and that's the one thing that I don't like, you know, when I got here in the U.S., everybody wants to own a business. That's not smart. That is not smart. Some of us cannot have a business, not because we don't have good credit, not because it takes a certain type of, you know, entrepreneurship, it takes a certain level, you know, a certain type of, like, you know, risk like you have to be a risk taker to right. be able to go in business even if you have the money because there's a lot of people that have money and they invest and it still doesn't work right so i think for us you know like when we look at racism and we look at those things i think what we need to start doing is realizing our own power and then empower ourselves to for example all right well we don't have loans right we don't we don't get loans but where do we go to get our loans we go to like white institutions we go to jp morgan we go to bank of america mm -hmm. there are black banks why aren't we using black banks mm -hmm. that's a question and and that's a question i'm asking but i'm asking myself that because mm -hmm. it's not like they don't exist mm -hmm. but i might make an effort to go to a black banks where my dollar can actually get me more than it will if i went to let's say uh uh uh, uh another institution right so all of those things is, is where our fight needs to be you know we're gonna own business that's gonna happen that's not i don't even think that's gonna be an issue it's just we have to value what we do and what we create and then once we do that then we've been in charge of the things that we create but if you don't value what we create we're gonna create it and sell it and then once we sell it it's not ours anymore that's that's where it starts for me gene i'm so happy you brought that man gene to me 
was one of the most brilliant guests we had on our show. And I don't, you know, and I learned this from you, you know, which is why I focus on myself nowadays, but I don't really like to get into comparisons and contrast and like, you know, do the comparison game or thing anymore. Mm -hmm. But outside of you, in my immediate circle, I think he's the most sharpest tool in the toolkit, in the toolbox. Mm. You and him, man, like there's something about your minds and the way your brains work. If you guys are giving um, a keynote at a conference, the way you speak, the way you deliver, people will be convict. Like you guys speak with conviction, people will be sold and will be astutely listening to what you mm. what you guys are saying. There's a way in which you guys talk and the way you deliver it where people can tell, oh, this guy knows his shit. And mm. when you or him speak, it's just amazing. I think next to, I'm not saying, you know, like he's like, you know, tops five smartest genes, whatever. He is very bright. He's very smart. But I think there's a, there's an ingenious in the way you and him deliver your message. It's bar not the top two deliver like best deliver del- I don't want to say if I want to say deliveries but the 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 in terms of delivery of message you and Gene number one a hundred percent like you guys I have so much respect for you and um uh yeah man he's brilliant I think he was one of our best guests on the show Absolutely. and I always enjoyed hearing him talk about business and 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 we this seemed to be a constant um recurring element every time he came on the show when we talked about black business and right. talked about like you know, you can't just expect a you know a dollar into your business just because it's black. You know, and we talked about it over the summer when it was you, me, him, and Jimmy. Right. Like you know, right. you can't just expect people to buy and fund and invest into your business just because you're a black company. Like, oh, what was me? What was me? You know, mm-hmm. you know, buy into my product, whatever, whatnot. But man, that brother, he's 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 bar none. He's amazing. Definitely, I think that was a great episode. I mean, like that was said, episode eight, the businessman. Yep. Yep. The way he he thinks about things, and you know, he's he's more of a a community brother. So he. He wants us to keep the dollar in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you, you're supporting a black business. Is that black business supporting a black business? Mm. Uh, it's, it, that, and that's what he, he always circled his conversations around, just keeping it in the family, keeping it in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you bought a house, keep it in the family. Like, you know, how everyone sells grandma's house, you yeah. know, when she passes and it, it just leaves the family forever. Right. You know, he, he's big on keeping things in the family and truly building wealth and keeping wealth mm-hmm. and not, mm-hmm. you know, selling at the first drop of a hat on the first Very offer. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the time, you know, and, and I'm guilty of it as well. Sure. If I, if I bought a house for, for 500,000 and in five years, somebody offered me, offered me seven, I may sell it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's not the right way of thinking. We should always be thinking long term, keep this keep this pocket of wealth in the family for generations to come and not right. just for you to make a couple hundred grand. Yeah. Which is not changing anyone's life. No, very so, true. I always love that about him, just uh the, the focus and conviction on building black wealth and maintaining black wealth mm-hmm. and not giving up the company on the first uh offer. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. All right, man. So uh, we have two more tidbits to play here. Um, and then after that, I just want to do a quick uh, honorable mentions if we have some ideas. Sure. And then after that, you know, uh, we'll do a final word to the wise in terms of the not, not in regards to the show, but a word to the wise in terms of uh, 2022. What's what's one word they could take into 2022 to really focus on? Yeah. And then we'll wrap up if that's cool. Sounds awesome. All right, man. So uh, let's get into this next clip. I think cool. you guys will like this one, too. I, you know, I listened to her for a while and then I share with her that the world hasn't really allowed me to be confident mm. in that 
in all her effort, you know, she really believed that her confidence was just because she really believed in herself. And I kind of made it my point to bust her bubble a little bit, not to take away her confidence, but to let her know that you're confident because the world has always made you feel beautiful. And of mm -hmm. course you feel good about yourself when you've been consistently, you know, um, accepted as a form of beauty among mm. many cultures. Not That's just in the black community, mm. but even the white community will look at you and say, oh, I date her too. Wow. So, and we kind of had to have a real moment where she kind of, you know, she stepped back and processed it. And again, I wasn't trying to be mean, but I think that in the past, particularly, I, I believe it's getting better now, um, the darker your skin, you know, you were just less attractive. And so mm -hmm. it's just taking time for women to finally feel confident and really put themselves in circles and really believe that they can attract the type of mate they want. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of internal work that still needs to happen. Yeah. Um, and that could be maybe why the statistic shows the darker skin women um, dating down. I believe it, it could be just internal work um, based on years of us uh, um, not being accepted or desired and so and then in terms of I believe the other part of your point Kev was um, just in general so that one right there that was a really good one that was a uh, uh, episode six the ambitious life of women and you know that was Teresa you know displaying you know and sharing her struggles about being a, a woman of color dealing with colorism in terms of dating and how mm. When you think about dating, how, you know, if we're being honest, it's uh, definitely a, a touchy or uncomfortable topic to, you know, bring forth. But, you know, um, essentially, light-skinned women benefit from their privilege privileges. And, um, you know, um, it was just pretty interesting to hear that because for so many years, um, darker-skinned people, whether men or women, we kept inside what we truly felt, you know. And not trying to say that we were saying, like, what was me or, you know, we you know, wanted to like get revenge or avenge our skin tone against people that were lighter than us, whatever, whatnot. But we never, I never realized until I heard her say that, that so many people probably suffered through problems. Mm -hmm. Like think about kids even who grew up in a family where daddy is dark skin, mommy's light skin. And because of that, daddy treats the light skin child better than he would cheat the dark skin child and things mm -hmm. of that nature. So I don't know. I just thought that was just very interesting just to think about colorism in, in a way in which we don't think about as people in today's society. Definitely. I mean, that was very eye-opening, you know, just uh, hearing her point of view and how she feels that her upbringing affected her confidence. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it really is true because, you know, the experiences that we get shape how we feel about certain things and how we feel about ourselves. So um, a lot of the time we need time as an adult to heal from the traumas of our past and what we previously believed of our, in our past. Like, if, if, if in high school or, or junior high school they made you feel like dark skin wasn't great, mm -hmm. now in the adult world, I mean, it may not be like that. You know, in the dating pool, dark skin is not looked down upon like it was back in the days or, you know, a long time ago. So right. it takes healing to heal from that and say, okay, where I am now, these, you know, these restrictions aren't as profound as they were when I, were, yeah. when I was in high school. I don't know if that's true today, but, right, right. you know, at least... You know, there there is some healing that does happen after after you know childhood trauma and, and negative experiences. So, eye opening to hear her story for sure. Absolutely, and uh, once again, shout out to Teresa because her and Ais and 
uh, Amanda touched in. You know, they were on a plethora of episodes with us, and it was just mm-hmm. so dope to always have them on because it felt like a big party where we just yeah. like shared our thoughts and ideas, and you know, uh, you know, not saying that it was a competition of sorts, but you know, we weren't going to be the dominant ones in our ideas. It would be three on, it would be three against two or four against two, and you know, mm-hmm. but it still leveled out, and it, like our our presence as, as us as two men. It balanced out the two or three right. or four women that were always there. So appreciate Teresa for that candid, honest moment, and just appreciate them for always dropping gems. It was so fun to have them on the show. So definitely, definitely a yeah. great time. Um, yeah. So uh, now we're going to go into our final tidbit um, before we just throw out some honorable mentions and give a couple of shout outs. All right. So um, you know, tune in for this next clip that we're about to play for you right about now. This been twenty years, and I think we use the same logic for housing too, though. Because if you buy a house in the area, that's not so popular. The house is not my house. I can't sell the degree, brother. I can sell my house. You can't sell that degree if it doesn't work out. But listen, though, that's and that's and that's and that's another thing too. I feel like we have a idea of we have to get a degree in this to be able to navigate this field. Because there's people with education degrees that work in business in corporate America and make great money, and there's no business degree. So and so, I feel like there's not always a right degree you need to have to make X amount of money. I mean, if you're into nursing, it's kind of set, like, right? Like, that's what that is. And that's how that show operates. But this, well, once again, I feel like it's sometimes a limited notion of what's out there and what we could do with what we have. There's so much power in having a degree. In having a degree. Power? It's so much power in having a degree because you can do so much. Now, does everybody have access to it? They may not. They may not, but it's like once again, how do we create that? I get what Jermaine is saying though, Mark, because like honestly, to a job, to networking, to the opportunity, but it's not. I, I wouldn't call it power. It's, 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 so 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 I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree with Jermaine on the on the term of the on the term of power, but but I think for sure I definitely uh, agree with Jermaine on the term of leverage because like I know like if I don't have a you know if I don't have a high school degree and, and I'm talking about in the sense of a job right so I'm not talking about entrepreneurship or starting my own business but if I you know you know apply to this job where I want to be a teacher I want to be you know a professional working um, as an advocate within this this startup company or this. Um, or this uh, this nonprofit, you know, the fact that I have degrees, I'll definitely at least get an interview. I'll have my foot in the door, at least get an interview. If I just start saying to them, hey, um, I'm looking for a job, whatever, whatnot, you know, I volunteered at schools before, whatever, whatnot, and, you know, I'm really good with kids. Okay, well, um, did you go to college? Uh, well, no. Okay, did you go to community college? Uh, well, no. Uh, did you, f- uh, motherfucker, did you finish high school? Yes, I did, but, uh, right. oh, sorry, we're not going to talk to you right now. Like, we have other applicants that that are, that are deemed more important so i think it does give you leverage in a sense like i know for yeah i would say leverage because i know for sure that you know uh, if i lose a job uh today or i lose a job tomorrow or tomorrow whatever the case may be i know for sure that even though that job won't be maybe as lucrative or as great as the other job i had i know for sure just because i have a degree i should at least get a call back is that guaranteed no but i definitely think that as compared to somebody else that might i don't know be you know just straight out of high school and is trying to figure it out and go into like you know associate's degree program i don't think so um but it's definitely leverage, but, but how and, and I can because if I'm going to someone and saying, hey, please get me a job, I don't I don't feel very powerful. Mm-hmm. Power is an ownership. Yeah. Power is an ownership. True, true. That's not power to say, hey, hey, can I get a job? I just filled up my application. 
I think it depends. I think it depends because you could you could you could have ownership and still work on as well and do yeah. both and be happy doing well, it. Well, that's because a different story. Enjoy. We're talking about an interview trying to get a job from someone. We're not talking about ownership. True. I mean, but so you have a master's degree, right? Absolutely uh, not. What you have, bachelor's? You have I have zero degree, brother. Okay, and you have home ownership. That's cool. So what I would say is, from my experience, one thing I know is that, so for example, at my job right now, I know that if I decide to, there's so many opportunities out there for me because I have a degree and I'm currently enrolled in a master's program. So it, right. there's definitely a lot of leverage in that. There's a lot of comfort in that. And it's, and it's power to have the, and it's a privilege. Like, like I said, I've been blessed, but it's a privilege to know that if I want to pack up and go, because my level of education, I can do that any time that I want. Is it going to be easy? No, but I'm going to make it happen because I have the means to make it happen, especially in this day and age that we live in today. Hmm. I can 100% agree with that. I can agree with that, 100%. So when I say it's power, that's exactly what I mean. Okay. And when we talk about the power, right? So we, we can talk about how a lot of the home ownership, um, first-time home ownership programs are getting cut by people who have degrees that's in these positions making these decisions. That's power. In my in your degree, uh, you that know sounds like, but, no, but that's real. That's real, though. Is the degree doing that, or is the person in the I mean, position? Yes, but, but the degree is the, the, the bare minimum requirement. Trust me, brother. People in those positions, they don't get in because of their degree. They get in because of their network. That's true. They could have that family connection. Of course. Uh, I wouldn't say it. it's not. Uh, a lot of people have degrees. I know. I know people. I know someone that works at Macy's with degrees. Where's the power? Of course. Of course. I mean, and, and once again, coming out of college, like you said, it doesn't guarantee you you get a job, right? It's how you make it work for you. You gotta hustle. So my brother. That was a good one. Power. <laughs> That was a good one. You Power. put the, uh, the the soldier boy meme up there. Yeah, oh, I did. <laughs> that was interesting. I mean, you know that young brother Jermaine. He's doing great things. You mm-hmm. know, on to his uh, doctorate. Yes, right shout, out to, so our, shout out to to, to brother. brother Jermaine Meadows going on for his uh, his doctorate in twenty twenty two January twenty twenty two at Vanderbilt University. Man, um, uh, an EDD in education policy and leadership. Man, great brother. Proud of him. Oh, absolutely, what a wonderful accomplishment. <laughs> Um, you know, jumping onto the power thing, you know, like we said in, in the uh, the episode, I see it as leverage. I see it as an awesome tool for leverage when used properly. Uh, because if I have an art degree and I walk into an interview for a computer science, they're not going to let me in just because I have a degree. Mm-hmm. It has to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Just like, uh, so I wouldn't call it power. Absolutely leverage. It is the ticket to get in the door for a specific job. Yeah. I believe. Agreed. So, or even maybe a specific uh, speaking engagement. Right. It's like this gentleman has a doctorate in African American studies. He's right. going to speak on this. Yeah. You know, that means that something. That means something. Yeah, I get but, that. But, you know, I feel like when it comes to these bachelor's degrees, it is essentially a ticket to get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I buy a concert ticket, I don't feel very powerful when I walk into the concert because I paid for it. <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, you know, now if my name was Mark. Rothschild, and, mm. and, and you know, I owned 5,000 uh, office buildings. Yeah, there's some right. power in that, that right, you know? right, but right, right. you know, I don't feel there's power in a degree. Mm-hmm. I feel certainly leveraged. It's definitely a great tool when used properly. 
you know, you choose the right major, you study the right things. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah that power thing was definitely, uh, that was, a, that was a nice debate there. But, um, I think I know what Jermaine meant. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to stretch it out. And I think that was a good thing you did in terms of stretching it out because I think alongside Jermaine, I think even myself at one point was mm -hmm. kind of in that mode of thinking and other people that we both know was kind of in that mode of thinking mm -hmm. and other people that Jermaine knows more intimately are probably in that mode of thinking right now. And I think what you did in terms of stretching it out was that now I'm sure his mindset has been a bit tweaked and has kind of evolved and enhanced in terms of that to kind of understand as to where he was back then. Because think about it, that was exactly two years ago we shot that. Exactly. So two years now, and now he's moving into his doctorate, he probably, not saying he probably, you know, I don't want to put any words in Jermaine's mouth, but he knew where he was at, he couldn't stay there. There was no power in that. Mm. So the doctorate and aiming towards that goal, like you said, that's the greatest separator. That's where right. it's just like, that's all, you know, all in, all money in, and that's where the cash cow is made, essentially. Exactly. So, um, but not definitely. And I think that was a, just a great, honest uh, conversation with two uh, bright men just kind of, you know, working through some thoughts. Absolutely. That mm -hmm. was a great exchange, uh, especially, I think this was separate when we had that debate. On yeah, show. yeah, that was an IG that, Live That was episode. a great one as well. Yeah, you know, the Back man. and forth, uh, two different perspectives on each side. Amazing stuff. But um, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's good to have, you know, two brothers going after it, you know, respectfully from their field. Mm-hmm. As an investor, as a student, mm -hmm. as a you know a doctorate student now, mm -hmm. just like if I was um, if I was going to debate someone that that studied you know a specific science, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. you know we can go back and forth, but mm -hmm. we're in two different spaces. Right. So it was great to hear that you can always learn from someone. So absolutely great exchange, but yeah, certainly no power there. Right, right, hundred percent, hundred percent. Honorable mentions uh, quickly before we go. Um, I truly enjoyed, I'm going to be honest with you, one of the episodes I truly, truly enjoyed, I think was called uh, The Art of Hate. And that's when I was just talking about, you know, my whole come up and, you know, just the whole experience of just like trying to get myself together. Mm. And then, um, you know, and then uh, the tidbit, you know, I, I think it's episode 14, guys, The Art of Hate. Yes. Um, and, you know, there's a tidbit, if you play the preview, you know, um, you know, uh, Mark starts it off the tidbit where it's just like, you know, no, I was just like, I, you know, I say in the episode, you know, I was just trying to do what my dad wanted me to do. You know, I was, I was just trying to make it, you know, I was just working, I was grinding and then, you know, there was no result in that. Mm -hmm. And then Mark was like, you know, it's easy for that guy. It's easy for this guy. Mark's out here acting a fool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, yeah, I, you know, I felt like everyone was winning and I was focused. I was too focused on everyone else as opposed mm -hmm. to myself. Yeah. And I was like, man, like. You know, because I had this friend at the time who who had a job at BET, and I was just like, man, like, I know he wasn't out looking for a job as much as I have. How come mm. he got that, and how come I didn't? But I didn't realize that when I was doing that, I was force-feeding negative energy to only keep me vibrating at a low level. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my intention. Right, but right. now I see that words mean things, thoughts mean things, and actions mean means things. Yeah. So if you if you emanate that, that's where you will be. Whether it's right. here or here. Yeah. So that was a very honorable mention for me. Another honorable mention for me, um, I think, was... Um, there was there was a hell of a lot of them. But if I had to name another honorable mention, it probably had to be the episode... I don't remember exactly the name of the episode, but it was on season two when I talked about losing that job at Ethel Walker, the private school. And then mm -hmm. you know we were talking about it with the whole Black Lives Matter movement and the George Floyd death. Yeah. And then you were like, man, like... 
you know, they didn't see this coming, but they could use you, like, right about now. Like, I'm sure yeah. they're kicking themselves for that whole situation, you know? Because I really thought I was wrong in that situation in terms mm -hmm. of teaching the kids what I taught them. And they told me that they would never need any of that. And so it was so crazy that nine months later, ironically, the world exploded, mm -hmm. you know? So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and uh, I think that's pretty much it for that. And honorable mention, anytime Gene and Jimmy... Yeah, you know, absolutely. I thought yeah. I thought us four. I thought we were like the uh, the um, the uh, either you could say the the four horsemen or just the Avengers. Anytime right. all four of us got together, man, those Always episodes great were great. Um, Always great stuff. Any honorable mentions for you? Like any like thing that sticks out to you, whether it be guests or any like specific moment that that stuck out to you over the past two years? Yeah, I mean, we we covered so much material. I think, you know, my all-time favorite episode definitely was uh, with Jermaine as well, you know, mm -hmm. the back and forth with college. And also, mm -hmm. I mean, just the premise of the entire uh, program, Yeah, you know, just highlighting people from all different walks of life yeah. and showing people that there are people excelling in their fields. Very true. And let's get their perspective mm -hmm. on wax. And I think I think it's it was just amazing. Um, I agree. I I can't remember her name. She um, she was a she's a massage therapist. Uh, oh, uh, Dominique. Dominique. Episode yes. four. Yeah, I was young and broke too. Actually, yes. yes, yes. Great perspective from her as well. You Bright know, young going lady. through the school route, and then mm -hmm. she transitioned mm -hmm. into massage therapy. So when she highlighted her journey, it just shows that you know this journey isn't easy. You're gonna start something. You're gonna come out of high school and start something. You may start a major. You may end up living a life that's completely irrelevant to mm -hmm. what that major was about. So you never are really going to have a 100% sure thing at something. It's you have to true. try something and then pivot if you don't feel like it fits anymore. It's so very, very true. Indeed. I think it's just, it's amazing. I mean, there's, there's not one way to win. Uh, I think, you know, you showed that throughout all these episodes, there's many ways to win. Right. And we're all just going after it in very our true. own way. Very true. You don't have to go to college. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to go, you don't have to even go to high school. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> but, but I didn't mean yeah for that one, but yeah, yeah you should, one, you should complete high school. Yeah, you should definitely complete high school. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, there's so many ways to do it and, um, so many ambitious people out there. Absolutely. And guys, Mark can tell you, yeah, matter of fact, if you've been with the wise community since day one, you could vouch too. I didn't believe in YouTube University until I started making beats. Right. <laughs> right. So there is a such thing as YouTube University. That yeah. is a school. You can learn there. Yeah, we can rewind it. Right. <laughs> I've earned a master's degree on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. 100%, man. Um, nah, man. Uh, this show, man, it's just been a hell of a ride. I think it changed me as a person. Well, not changed me. I think it cemented me as a person. Yeah. I think it allowed me to kind of truly go 100% and believe in myself. I'll be honest with you. There were times where I was a bit doubtful because, you know, and, you know, obviously there's no shade. We talked about this a lot where Mark was like, I, Kev, I don't like the sound. I don't like this. I don't like that. And he's like, I know this is your baby, but bro, like, I don't know. But, and he definitely was right. I'm not saying he was wrong about any of that. He was absolutely right. But when I still put it out, people still listen to it. So I was yeah. just like, oh, shoot. Like people, I, I mean, maybe they're, maybe maybe it's not that the quality didn't bother them, but maybe they were in the same place that we were at the time, so they were looking for something as mm -hmm. well. Who knows? Right. And God bless whatever it is that the wise community and you all were going through, but we were just uh, so appreciative and so fortunate for the ride. Um, you know, shout out to all those ladies again, Amanda, Teresa, Ty, uh, Ty, um, Tyshan, um, Anais, shout out to Jean, Jimmy, 
Um, shout out to uh, who else was on the show? Dominique again mm-hmm. uh, for sharing her story. Shout out to Mandy Velez. Um, shout out to Jerome, aka Idris Elba, yeah, <laughs> yeah. as Mark called him. He was on a couple of episodes with us too, for sure. Yeah, season two and season one. So shout out to him. Um, uh, on season four, I got Tanya on there. So shout out to Tanya Jermaine. She yes, was on season Tanya four. Jermaine. Yeah, so shout Love out to Tanya. her. Love Tanya. Shout out to you, home home girl. Um, shout out to Shamari. She okay. Frazier. He was on there. Uh, shout out to Dr. Lisa Wisniewski. Um, she was on the show. A right, former right. um a coworker of mine's at Goodwin University. Shout out to you. Uh, shout out to um. Uh, Mr. Gustav. I had Mr. Gustav on this season, season four, actually. Absolutely. Yes, yes. The Godfather, Mr. Gustav. He's a uh, book of wisdom. Yeah, you know, book of wisdom, that man. Shout out to him. Um, and I think I'm almost there. I think I just got a couple more. Shout out to who else we have. Shout out to um my, my guy, Dre, Andreas Coleman. Um, you might not remember him, but he was, because we you know we did so many episodes, but yeah. he was on an episode with us where we were talking about, like, um we were talking about cops in the subway, and we were talking about the... Uh, what was that law that was going on at the time? Stop and Frisk. Stop and Frisk. We were talking him, but then you had to leave halfway through the episode. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. He was also back on this season. Shout out to my boy, Stephen Campbell. Um, uh, he um, he was on season four. Mm-hmm. He just uh, got out of prison five years ago. Since mm-hmm. then, this guy has earned his bachelor's degree. He's doing his master's now at Goodwin, and he's a manufacturing uh, licensed teacher. And he just released his first poetry book. So shout out to him. Shout out to you for changing your life, man. You Absolutely. showed that it's possible. Thank you. Um, and shout out to my guy, man. I can't believe I almost... But yeah, man, just just, yeah. just shout out to Tasia, shout out to Venus, um, shout out to all the supporters, shout out to all the guests, just shout out to everyone who supported us, man. We we appreciate y'all. Definitely. Seriously. Though, though, I'm, you know, those were two heavy supporters. I appreciate them so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, like we said, it's just amazing how someone that you've never met can support you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we appreciate you guys. And you know, we've, we've got a lot of stuff cooking, so Definitely. this isn't the end. I mean, this is this is the beginning. This is really the beginning, for and, sure. Uh, Mark knows if he ever needs me for anything he's doing, he's got going on, I'm, I'm definitely there. Most definitely, times. and vice versa, man. Yeah. I mean, all I can say is there will be a collaboration in the future. Absolutely. I mean, without a doubt. Two moguls, man. Right. And it's going to be something special. 100%. You know what? I just thought of something. I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll see how we're feeling about it when the time is right. But, you know, what we could do is like a, a a wise guy's vlog. And what I mean by that is like maybe once every two years or once every year in December, we just link up and then we share the top moments that we experience throughout the year. And then mm. we kind of, you know, give the people our thoughts and kind of see you know, what their thoughts are or just kind of like give them, a, a, you know, kind of some inklings into the following year. And then, I don't know, maybe just vlog just once a year, five years straight, and then see mm-hmm. where, we at, where we're at in the next five, six years. I think that'll be a dope project. Just literally great, just come man. together once a year and, you know, just kind of just like shoot shoot the shit for about a good 25, 30 minutes. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That won't hurt. You know what I'm saying? Definitely I, I could definitely make 30 minutes because I see this guy all the time. So, of course. 100%. Course. Um, but as far as we're concerned, the show as you know it, it's over. We ain't got the time. <laughs> we love y'all, but we got to go, you know? Definitely. Um, yeah, man. Is there any uh, last parting words you want to give the people, man? Episode 79. That's all, folks. This is hey, it. Hey, man. You know, appreciate you all. You know, it's, it's definitely all love. And we just have to really just keep fighting and shooting for what we want and, and what we want to build. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have different visions. And I just think that no one should ever give up. Absolutely. Because people laughed when, you know... I was researching crypto for years. <laughs> you know, I for years, bro. I remember that. It was a joke. I remember and now that. I see everyone investing and jumping in. It's just like, whatever you believe in, you have to just keep that conviction because people always laugh in the beginning. It's so true. 
but then they'll be back. And even if they don't come back, stick to what you love. Right. Because eventually, you'll either be right or you'll be wrong. Absolutely. But if you don't try, you'll always be wrong. 100%. I'm just going to keep trying, man, and uh, give it all you got until, you know, you get to the uh, to the top. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And for me, it's just like, just, just keep pushing, y'all. Keep pushing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I know things might look blight now, but, you know, uh, you're always one step away from turning the corner. Exactly. Uh, when we started this podcast, I won't get into any specifics. You know, we weren't in that great of a space, believe it or not. And it's just amazing to see how far we've come and how we've grown yeah. as men. And, man, like, we, we've really grown a lot in the last two years, bro. We started shooting this around October, like, or early November, like October 28th, 27th. I want to say October 27th of 2019, man. That's two years ago, man. And we've grown so much within the past two years. Seriously. Yeah, for sure. I love it. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate that the podcast was never able to go to that next step the way we wanted it to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. Right. Um, I know that we're still, uh, gar- not guaranteed, but we're still geared and we're still... Um, on that trajectory for success. Right. I really do feel like we were on to something, though, when we were getting 100, 200, 150, 250 mm. likes on the Instagram, and it was going crazy. Yeah. Then the algorithm switched up, and yeah. everything slowed down considerably after that. And I'll be honest with you, at that point in time, I was working, I was like, dang. like It's like I was boxing, and then... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing with my opponent, mm-hmm. and then they punched me in the gut, and I was done. I, I, I didn't know how to pivot back from that, you it know? It was amazing, yeah. Um, but it's okay. You know why? Because we're still going to keep... Let's do one final uh, word to the wise. Word to the wise for 2022. Word to the wise for 2022. Uh, just remain focused mm. and humble. Mm. Actually, no. Just okay. remain focused. Okay. You don't have to be humble. Mm. Because... Sometimes, when you're in a dark space, mm-hmm. you have to rev your own engine. Very true. You have to keep your own engine going. When when everything looks like it's going bad, mm-hmm. and you have nothing else, you know, no one else pushing you, you have to push you. It's very true. So I'm not saying be disrespectful and arrogant, but in your mind, you know, don't forget who you are. It's when I say true. don't forget who you are, it's not about where you are in that space <laughs> in life. It's about who you are as a person. Because sometimes we associate where we are with who we are. Right. Like, oh man, I don't have a job right now. That's I'm an unemployed you, dude. No, you're not. You're not. Right. Remember who you really are. Right. That's just your employment it's status. It's so true. And we confuse those two. It's so, so true. Um, just remember that and uh, eventually it will pass. <laughs> it's very true. And that's that's positive thinking. Maybe it won't pass. Right. You may have to start over. Right. You just have to do it. You just have to do it. And it always brings me back to that thing you um that kind of quote you you brought me to that one time. I thought I, I already told you who I was. I right. got exactly <laughs> right. You 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 gotta believe it. Exactly. You gotta believe it. If you don't carry yourself like that, will you ever become a god? Mm. Yeah. Seriously. So um, for me, one thing I realized, you know, getting to where I'm at now, doing my PhD at Temple University, mm. um, you know, I've been grinding for years trying to get to this point, brother. You know it. And I'm like you said, essentially, I'm living my dream. You know, I just completed my first semester at Temple as a PhD graduate student uh, in the uh, Africology and African American Studies Black Studies Department, and um, I'm enjoying it, man. I'm I'm enjoying being able to work in my office. Right. Uh, Twenty stories into there, you know, look across the skyline of Philly, uh, you know, just look out there and just say, "Wow, I made it." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I'm not where I want to be in my life yet, but I made it here, and I'm ready to go to the next step. Right. Um, and I realized that <clears throat> I wouldn't have gotten here if I didn't do all the intangibles that led me to this point. 
if I didn't go to a conference where I realized I wanted to go get my PhD, mm. if I didn't, you know, then go visit Yale uh, when my ex-roommate um, was attending Yale as a PhD student and didn't kind of like learn from his path, you know, and then not get into my PhD program the first time, you know, when I applied back in 2019 and mm-hmm. then still had the gumption to do it again in 2020, right. right? So faith, that's my word to the wise for 2022. Faith, have faith and just uh, see where it takes you from there. But yeah. I promise you, if you have faith, you will always be led in the right direction. You will not be led astray. Wise words for sure. 100%. 100%. So with that being said, before I close out, I would just like to say this last message. Um, rest in peace uh, to both uh, Samuel Collington and Catherine Kellerman of uh, Temple University. Um, I hate to leave it at this uh, uh, this sour note, but um, you know I have to spread this message. Uh, Catherine Kellerman, uh, she was a young lady who was... Uh, uh, um, in, in a very uh, disturbing sense, murdered uh, by her father um, in her sleep um, during when she went back home for Thanksgiving break. I think the father suffered from multiple, uh, uh, you know, uh, traumatic stress and as well as mental issues. I'm not mm-hmm. too sure, so I don't want to get into it. Mm-hmm. And I know the mother was hurt and was in critical condition, but she survived and she's okay. So my heart, so my prayers go out to her family. Yeah. Um, and I know this is a tough ordeal during the holidays I have to deal with. That sickened me to my core when I heard about that. And Samuel Collington was a 21-year-old Temple student, um, po- um, political science major, who was, uh, I think he was robbed and attacked at gunpoint and, and, and murdered when he was returning home, returning back on um, his off-campus home uh, from staying at his, uh, his parents' house for the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, it's a very tragic situation. It happened to them to two totally different situations, but they were still part of the Temple University uh, community. Right. So if anyone from Temple listens to this, just know that, you know, uh, even though I never met them, I love them. You know, I wish nothing but the best for their families and my prayers go out to them because this is truly, truly unfortunate. Absolutely. And uh, last message, please, all the young men out there that are in Philly, all the black men, um, all the uh, young black men, adolescents, please stop the gun violence. Um, I know it's easier said than done. I know there are a lot of atrocities. I know there's a lot of systemic um uh, variables at play that have created the conditions that you all live in and that you are forced to endure. But please, this is not the way. Violence is not the answer. And every time you gun somebody down, you're taking away someone else's brother or sister or son or mother or father or cousin or auntie, uncle. Um, and it, it there, there has to be another way. I don't know what that solution is. I'm not even going to pretend that I have a solution. Yeah. But please stop the violence. Please. We don't need it. And... Um, you know, it's unfortunate, and hopefully we can one day come to a solution in this city. Uh, and I just uh, pray for the city of Philadelphia. I wish uh, nothing but the best for the city of Philadelphia. And I just pray that God has his hands over it, man. Definitely. Couldn't have said it better. 100%. Uh, so with that being said, you know, if you want to listen to our back catalog of The Wise Guys, mm-hmm. The Wise Guys podcast is available across all streaming platforms. Apple, Stitcher, uh, YouTube. Uh, Spotify, uh, Breaker, uh, Anchor, which is our host. Um, let's see, uh, Google Podcast and uh, Castbox. You name it, and we're there, the wise guys. So go back to the beginning. If you if you're listening to this um, podcast for the first time, you know, learn who we are. Go all the way towards episode seventy nine. So that way you can follow what Mark's doing. You can listen to my music as KA nice. and you can get on the train before we really blow up. All right. right? <laughs> Definitely. So with that being said, with that being said, we appreciate y'all. Uh, happy New Year. Uh, you know, I would just like to wish everyone a happy New Year and I wish you all nothing but the best. Uh, any other final words? Yeah, definitely. It's been a pleasure uh, doing this podcast with you, brother. Yeah, and, uh, brother. 
appreciate everybody that was tuning in. And, uh, I mean, you don't have to stop tuning in. There's plenty of stuff flowing yeah, you know, on the music back, front. Yeah. And, I mean, right. and there's, I, there's still new developments. There's 100%. just not new podcast Cast, Right. So. And there's a whole back catalog. If you're yeah. just now tuning in, go back and listen to us. Right. All 80 episodes. It's plenty. 20 shy of 100, but, you know, uh, we, still, we, we still did the damn thing. That's right. 100%. That's right. So, for the final time in this official Wise Guys fashion... As I said at the beginning of the show, it's the man, Kevin Unglad. And this is Mark Pruden. And you've been tuning into the Wise Guys Podcast. So, we won't see you next week, but we wish you a happy holidays. And we wish you nothing but the best. So, you know, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And we out. Stay wise. Guys. (laughs)